Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. As you know, over the past number of um, days here in the show, we've been talking to carers. And who cares for the carers? Who even cares about the carers, actually? And we've been t- chatting about this because Gail, whose listener just got in touch with me on the show, uh, to talk about her situation. I had said that she, my mum is dying. And I'm concerned that I need to spend some time with her each week. Um, you know, no, nothing was made. And then when she passed, I immediately reached out because Luca was with the service provider, um, a long-standing service provider funded by the HSE. And the response was um, negative, no. They said that the staff couldn't stay on for the extra day and that they themselves weren't available. Gail, I can't even begin to imagine what you must have been I'm going still, through. I'm very numb. Um, I've become numb over the last year because of the unfair treatment of my son and just the pure inhumane treatment. I am numb. I think I'm in shock. I think I'm still, I'm grieving my mum. Of course and you are, yeah. Different days and different hours of the day. I feel different. So I'm, I think I'm trying to process everything, but it's really made me feel that like there's very few good people left in the world because I think that's quite inhumane. People were really, really struck by Gail's story. I mean, the idea that you couldn't get respite cover or care or just somebody in to help to give you a couple of hours to attend your own mother's funeral. like The the idea that you couldn't in Ireland in 2023 get help from some service provider to go to bury your own mother. Like, it's, it's not like it's just it's the pits. It's a total joke. And been a lot of people getting in touch since they heard Gail's story and really moved by it. Um, we were talking to, to Fine Gael Senator Mary Siri Carney about it as well in the show yesterday and what needs to be done but people are still getting in touch with me to tell their story. Carmel is with us today on the line. Carmel, you got in touch. What's your, what's your situation? Hi Andrea, hi, how are you? Um, big shout out to all the carers. Um OK, my situation, my son was assaulted in London in February 2020, just before the lockdown. And he ended up with an acquired brain injury. Um, it was pretty traumatic. Now, I, got, I didn't get him home till the June of that year in the middle of COVID. Um, and I had to fight for to get everything that he needed. Fortunately, he was physically improved a lot. It took a year for him waiting to go into the NRH in Dunleary, which I have to say... Um, amazing job. They're just amazing what they do in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left there, improved an awful lot. His um, assailant was basically convicted and jailed. Uh, we're okay. now waiting for criminal damages. Whether that's going to happen, I don't know. But as a carer, I was doing a master's. I'm, I'm, I'll be 60 in November. I've raised four kids. I've been a lone parent. I put myself through college. I was trying to go back and do a master's. I had to pack that up to look after him, which is no problem. And this is the thing about carers. We will do anything for ours, for family carers and for carers who work in that profession. And my heart goes out to even other carers who work as carers in the community or elsewhere. They don't get the recognition. They're not even getting paid enough. Now, for family carers like myself who are at home, who give up their lives, like you give up your life, to take care of your family member. I'm fortunate my son is now is mobile. He's, you know, he's got his wits about him. Um, I don't have to do a lot of things that most family carers have to do. And I'm in a family carer support 
Facebook group. I'm a member of the Family Carers. Um, it's just horrific, the stories you hear. And I am actually traumatised every day when I hear what people are saying. Now, we can all point out the problems. I'm looking for a solution here, right? The senator said yesterday that family carers were given something like 500,000. I'm not sure of the exact figure. That made me so mad. Carers, family carers, saved the government approximately 15 billion. I could be wrong. One of your researchers can check that. Per year, billions, not millions, billions. And when, okay? you div- when you divide that 500,000 out among the how many that's, thousands that's of family carers? An, I, I, I'm sorry, but as a carer, we are discriminated against and it's an absolute insult, right? People are being means tested for a measly few hundred euro a week. Okay, I'm on disability myself since I had breast cancer. So my disability is 200 and something. And as a carer, full time, I get an extra 100 euro. So I'm living on on 300 euro a week. And people go, ah, but you get your you get your respite grant, don't you? Like big bloody deal. My car tax is up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have it. I live in a rural area. I'm supposed to drive everywhere. We don't have public transport, you know, so. I mean, it's just, it just really, really annoys me. And the Minister for Disability, she does great jobs. And I see lots of posts about, oh, we're giving millions here and we're giving millions there. And we're giving... But us as carers, we don't see any of that. There is no proper, proper state body that looks mm. after people with A, disabilities, and B, the people who care for them. And there are too many people stuck at home and lonely and some people suicidal and and especially people wondering, like, I'm 60, my son's 35. If I drop dead tomorrow, now what am I going to do? Now, I've already made arrangements with my own children, other children. But, you know, it's just not fair. It's just wrong. It's discriminatory. It's just... It just makes me so mad and it just upsets me so much to listen to that woman the other day. Oh, it was shocking. It was this... So, uh, I mean, what the, the solution here has to, there has to be a proper, like Family Carers Ireland, a 500,000, are you having a laugh? They should give them 5 billion, okay, because they know what's needed. Bring these professional people who are on the ground in and find out exactly. Now, I know there was a report and they've done lots of work and they can write and have reports and things and that and the other, but we need things on the ground. There has to be funding available. Mm. People are being discriminated against. If you earn a 10 euro or 20 euro, you're not going to get a carer's allowance. Some people don't even bother applying for it, you know? So, I mean, there has to be something. Yeah. Do do, do you get much respite, Carmel, or do you get anything? No, I don't get any respite. Nothing at all. I don't get, uh, unless, like, I, I can ask my, I'm fortunate in that I've managed eventually, due to the, you know, um, local more tech engineering here in Bally William, kindly gave my son a job under the disability scheme, whereby the government paid two towards of his wages. So, um, you know, I'm very fortunate in that, you know, in where I live and the supports that I have in neighbours and friends and family. Okay. But it's constantly but relying. Is. I know. And that's the thing. It's when you, if you don't have that wider family support around you, you're absolutely left on your own. And, and that's something we've heard so much about over, over the past number of days. Chris is with us too, Carmel. Um, you're the, you're the carer for your, your daughter, Chris. Like, do, do you feel completely isolated? Uh, that's just it, Adrian. We are completely isolated. Uh, I know from my own experience, Laura is now 18 years of age 
and everything most carriers you've been talking to you always hear the same word the battle the fight the war out mm. like why does it have to be a battle why do we have to be constantly fighting we're always using the same word we're i'm a my daughter laura is due was due to go into uh, adult day services this year and in june of this year the day before she finished up school her and 13 other children were giving a letter from St. Michael's House based, addressed to their family member, basically saying, we have no place for you. So when she finished up in school, we were left in limbo with completely no idea what to do, where to go. How do we help our children? You know, because at the end of the day, we are carers. We want to look yeah. after our own. We want to help as best we can. But if there is no support from our government, what do they expect us to do? So what's happened now, now, Chris? Well, what's happened now is we got through a, a local representative from Labour who got on, jumped on her story because her child has additional needs and she's in the same, she will be in the same situation unless something's done. So Ali Field got on to Aidan O'Reardon, who in fairness had a meeting with us, talked us through a few things and managed to get Anne Rabbit there herself. So we explained our situation to Anne. We came back two weeks later. There was members of the HSE there, whatever else. So in explaining to them, we told them that we'd done our assessment with our children in November of last year with the HSE. Mm. The recommendation from the HSE was that our children would go to St. Michael's house. That was it. We heard nothing after that till the June with that letter. Now, through this meeting, it transpires that St. Michael's house and the HSE had an inkling that this was coming down the road since May of 2022. St. Michael's House definitely knew it was coming down the road since May of 2022. And the HSE were apparently told that St. Michael's said they might have difficulties with it. Now, nobody, nobody spoke to us in any of that yes, time, in intervening time. Well, I know so we... They had ter- six- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say we, we we've got on to um, St. Michael's House to see if, if there's any, any update. But I mean, where where is your daughter now, Chris? She's at home with me. She's actually sitting yeah. right beside me here. So there's no solution you know, she, really is the upshot of this. There's no solution yeah. for us or anyone. Now they have sent out and said, oh, we have places for your children. You know, would you yeah. sign this letter for, by the 15th? We have a place for your child. The following paragraph in the, the letter basically states, but we've no staff. We've no transport. So how can you call that a placement? So it's it won't be a placement until yeah. the people, yeah, till the people are in place. It's not a placement. It's just basically an offer to get us off the books. We'll certainly make contact again. I know we were in touch with St. Michael's, but we'll we'll get back on to them anyway for you, Chris, and see if we can get any update. But like, I mean, Carmel, just, you know, finally, like one thing that was mentioned yesterday was that they, like you and so many others and Chris and all the carers, you can't protest because she, like, you're caring for your loved one. Yeah, exactly. And they know this. And I'm beginning to think, am I I living in a Magdalene Laundry situation here? What the hell is going on? I thought we had moved on as a country. Okay, we're going on, waffling on about Tron Pies and Michael O'Leary's place, the climate thing, the whole... We're all aware of that, okay? Yeah, it is. It's a big problem. But at the end of the day, people are suffering, big time. People, our carers are suffering. Aside from the people who are disabled suffering, the people who are looking after them 24-7 are suffering and are screaming out now for help. Help from the people we've elected. Well, we we, need to take their finger out and do something. Well, we're going to be talking, actually, the Minister um, for Disability, Anne Rabbit, is going to be with us here next week to chat about this because there's a huge 
amount of you getting in contact. And look, keep your stories coming in to me. You know, send them in to me if you like over the weekend. You can drop me an email. Um, I keep a close eye on it. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. But Chris and uh, and also Carmel, thank you for sharing your story with me here on the show today. And we will keep on top of this next week as well. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.